the cultural center was launched last year on the 23rd of September. Minister Naledi Pando officially launched it, and uh, a year later, uh, it's now incorporated as a non-profit organ uh, entity or organization. It is the first ever South African cultural center in the world, as the minister said during her, her remarks on the eve of Heritage Day last year. So we, we, we have in this interview exactly a year later and on Heritage Day, and uh, the cultural center seeks to promote South African arts, culture, history, heritage, uh, language, literature, sports, cuisine, you name it. It's about telling the South African story, the unique and vibrant South African story uh, across the various fields, as I out outlined, sports, arts, culture, heritage, literature, film, cuisine, you name it. South Africa needs to tell its story like the rest of the world tells its story through arts, culture, music, and there's so much in terms of heritage that South Africa can tell. There's a lot of appreciation and hunger for African and South African arts and culture. And the center has opened many doors to the to, to the consulate in term, and South Africa in terms of giving us access to various role players here in, in the United States and, though, and beyond. People who have a, an interest in South Africa, in South African history, music, literature, and those who did not know much, so they get to know that South Africa is a vibrant and dynamic uh, country, a country where there is diversity of music, of literature, of culture, heritage, you name it. So the Cultural Center seeks to avail that avenue for people to understand South Africa and see it in a different light. It's a way of us telling the South African story, the good story to tell, we are telling it through arts, culture, music, history, heritage, cuisine, film, utilizing this medium of the South African Cultural Services, I mean the South African Cultural Center here in New York, which we hope will be a, a center that will be at the, at the same level as many others, whether it's Japanese, the South Koreans, the Mexicans and all that. We have benchmarked it against the existing cultural centers in the world so that we tell our story the way they are able to tell their story. We, 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 we punch above our weight. And its establishment was also informed by the review panel. Uh, there was this review panel led by min, uh, former Deputy Minister Pahad, which spoke to uh, what needed to be done to review South Africa's foreign policy, what were the gaps, what were the opportunities, and it identified the area of arts and culture as an underexplored and underappreciated uh, area that South African embassies, South African missions abroad need to do more to promote South African arts, culture, heritage, and history. So the establishment of the center last year, September, was informed by that, and we were mandated by our minister on the 20th of May last year, 2021, to do more as missions are brought during a, a, a budget vote speech to, to, to Parliament where she indicated that missions need to do more to promote South African arts, culture, heritage beyond South, Africans border, South Africa's borders. So we, we, we took those marching orders as a consulate and uh, conceptualized 
imagined establishing a cultural center, something that's permanent, something that's going to be sustainable, that will be there beyond my stay as the Consul General here in New York. Mm. It's been 12, year, 12 months, well, you know, time. Talk about what you have heard in the past. Of, how do you reflect to it? Any highlights? Well, the highlight was the very first exhibition, the inaugural exhibition was by Professor Zix Mda, Professor Emeritus Zix Mda, who was at the time with the University of Ohio uh, here in, in the Midwest of, of the United States. So he, he had lent us uh, his artworks. We didn't know prior that he, he can paint. We always knew him as uh, someone who's a writer, who does novels, playwrights and all that. And it was quite amazing to establish that he, he, he was a painter. So he loaned us about 35 art pieces. Those pieces were meant to go to South Africa for his exhibition in October. But he was gracious enough and took the risk of having them come to us before they went to South Africa. And he himself came in person for the launch. And that uh, exhibition was titled Washboards and Mirrors, and it reflects on his life both in, in South Africa, Lesotho, and here in the United States, especially in Ohio, uh, Athens, Ohio. He, he says, for example, uh, in Ohio, they use washboards as musical instruments. I, I did show you one of, as an example, one of the exhibits where it's a musical instrument back home. We use washboards uh, uh, to, to do laundry and so on. So the mirror speaks to uh, the viewer seeing him or herself as they look at the art. So his, his artwork was also a videographed and uh, the video on, on washboards and mirrors was entered into a competition, a Tele Awards competition uh, earlier this year and in May out of 12,000 entries it was one of those that got a gold award. So that is a, that is very uh, critical, that's, that's, that's a big development that our very first exhibition uh, became also virtual and, and the video uh, produced uh, got us gold. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, and has attracted a lot of interest in in in, in South African arts and and culture. Additionally, we had after the Zixmda uh, exhibition, we had the the Tutu exhibition then and now, a photographic exhibition by Eric Miller and uh, he, he, uh, Miss Sumeya Hisham, celebrating the life and legacy of Archbishop Desmond Tutu. So it was also a very big uh, exhibition, and it was followed in May by the by the exhibition on the beautiful people of New York. The, this exhibition celebrates the people of New York. You, you, you would have seen uh, a lot of the, the photographs uh, of people of African descent. It celebrates New York's diversity, its vibrancy, and, and this speaks to cross-cultural uh, collaboration. When you establish a cultural center in, in, in the U.S., it also and have to incorporate it here in the U.S., it also has to have, be of relevance to, to the local population. So the beautiful people of New York exhibition uh, pays homage to, to, the, uh, to, uh, uh, to what, the, I mean, the, this exhibition pays homage to cross-cultural collaboration it speaks to the relevance of the cultural center in within the United States itself and uh, we are hoping one day there will be an exhibition celebrating the beautiful people of Johannesburg which can be held here and this one on the beautiful 
beautiful people of New York can be in South Africa. We were also uh, planning to have one by Zanele Moholi, which uh, will will soon have before the end of the year, if not early next year. Uh, Precious Kofi, one of the young and talented South African designers, is among those that will, uh, will be uh, exhibiting her work soon, sometime this year. Uh, Grant Hacking, another South African who is also based here in the United States, will be exhibiting his work, which is on, on wildlife and, and landscapes. And in uh, just this month alone uh, of September, we celebrated Sarafina State 20th anniversary as, as a movie. And uh, together with Nelson Mandela Foundation and Nansing, there was the celebration at the MoMA uh, Museum and, and their theater. And then in November, we're going to celebrate together with Disney Theatricals 25 years of uh, the Lion King, so there, there will be an installation here at the, at the consulate celebrating 25 years of Lion King as a, as a Broadway production which has uh, crossed over $8.4 billion over the, the last 25 years. Uh, we are told had it not been for COVID, it would have crossed over $10 billion already. So Lebo Morake will be will be in our midst around that time and we 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 we're excited about the prospects of having this big uh, upcoming uh, ex uh, celebration and, and installation celebrating uh, 25 years of, of the Lion King a, a production that was imagined by South African Mr. Lebo Morage. Currently, before I forget, we, we also have an installation of South African and South African music, a, a historical collection of South African music titled From Pretoria to Tswane. It is in our uh, visa section and the public gets to see it as they come to apply for the uh, for their visas and passports. Uh, this, the collection starts from 1901 and the first uh, exhibit or, or LP that is depicted is entitled, the name is Marching on Pretoria, 1901 back then. Uh, that's, how, that's, how, that's how far back we go in terms of music that that got recorded and, and, it, and it captures all the 11 languages in terms of the, the records that are depicted on this installation by Alan Simon, a South African who's based in Virginia but originally from Umbilo in, in, in Durban. So it's almost 2,000 uh, uh, pieces that are part of the installation and it's more than the 11 languages that are official because it even includes Dutch uh, uh, clip uh, uh, images of, of, of Dutch LPs, uh, even Hindi LPs. Uh, the Koi, one of the one of the Sun uh, recording, is is also depicted on that uh, in in that installation. So it's 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 a very proud. It's a very we are very proud to have such an such an such an exhibition as coinciding also with Heritage Month, Heritage Day, and to be talking to you on Heritage Day about something that speaks to the richness of South African music, uh, music that, uh, in terms of what uh, Alan Simon has, has produced, shows that there was music, there were LPs in South Africa as far back as 1901 across all the 11 languages and even beyond languages that were spoken by those uh, who who are not necessarily uh, speak who are not necessarily
based up uh, beyond our, our boundaries or rather languages that are spoken outside South Africa like Dutch and Hindi. So we are very proud about this uh, installation and the many exhibitions that are to come. Actually, we speak a few days after South Africa had hosted the BRICS ministerial. I was talking to one of the shepherds and, and we discussed both a South African shepherd and a Russian shepherd. We discussed the possibility of having a BRICS shepherd uh, exhibit in future, or, or rather a BRICS uh, cultural exhibition uh, whereby the five countries can can contribute their artworks and we have, a, we, we have a, an exhibition here at, at the consulate. I understand from January South Africa chairs the, uh, the BRICS and it will be an opportune moment uh, if we are to have something between either January next year or around August, September to celebrate this collaboration between the BRICS countries in the area of arts, culture, arts and culture. So those are among the many fantastic opportunities that uh, uh, the cultural center present in terms of being open and available to to ensure that these avenues are, are explored for collaboration across the board. Cultural Center has hosted a number of uh, uh, high-profile South Africans um, from local to provincial and also national level as well. What sort of exchange are you facilitating on that level with the United States? What sort of exchange is happening when they do visit um, this um, consulate? The, the primary focus of, of the consulate, of course, is broad. And then the, 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 the cultural center adds to, to the broad mi mandate by uh, opening the doors to exploring various areas around arts and culture. So I find myself in a twin uh, position, so to speak, as the consul general and a founder of the of the of the cultural center so often when delegations come from south africa or even other uh, role players in the united states come to see us they, they they become fascinated by not only the work that we can do to collaborate along broad consular diplomatic activities but the opportunity that the cultural center presents in terms of exploring areas and avenues of co for collaboration around arts, culture, music, sports, journalism, heritage, and so on. So lots of, uh, lots of opportunities then get explored when we meet with, whether it's delegations from South, from South Africa. Uh, recently, uh, we, we met and, and hosted the, the KZN delegation. They were here at the at the consulate and even uh, went on a tour of the cultural center. So they were here primarily to promote uh, the KZN province. Uh, the, the premier, uh, Nomusa Ngube uh, Dube, was, was here together with Mr. Duma, uh, the, the chair of the province and, and, and delegation. They were here to explore opportunities, business opportunities for, for their province, uh, issues of tourism, what can be done. Uh, in terms of uh, collaborating with other provinces. They also engage with the province of Maryland. It appears they have some sort of a, 
sister city like arrangement with the with the state of Maryland here in the United States, but they came here broadly to explore avenues for collaboration with various role players here in New York on the margins also of the UN General Assembly and then they, they came to, they paid us a courtesy visit and we explored what can be done collaboratively to help promote uh, their province and we, we sent the message home that many provinces in South Africa are underrepresented in terms of uh, exposure they are not as much as well they are not exposed as much to the public as the Western Cape is, many provinces, uh, people don't know much about the people in the United States uh, who have uh, become the number one uh, tourists to South Africa. So the United States recently became the number one country or source of, of tourism to South Africa. Most of the people that go to South Africa coming from here know about Johannesburg is, is, a, is the airport that where they land, and maybe Kruger National Park and Cape Town. So uh, other provinces are losing out, and so we, 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 we drove the point home to, to them that a lot needs to be done to promote the provinces, whether KZN, its diversity, and so on. We also met with the mayor of Johannesburg, Mayor Palaze, and we, we conveyed that message. He was also here on activities that were on the margins of the of the General Assembly, the, the Global Clinton Initiative had invited her to, to be here and then she met with various role players to promote uh, her city of Johannesburg and uh, we also facilitated her, meet, facilitated her meeting with the mayor of, of, uh, of New York, Eric Adams, So, which was a, a, a big achievement because uh, in a space of like about five days uh, we were able to secure her appointment uh, from requesting it and, and it happened. It was in the space of about five days and it was a very constructive uh, meeting in that she sought to have a situation whereby a memorandum of understanding between the two cities, Johannesburg and uh, New York, was signed in 2003 by Mayors Bloomberg and uh, Masondo. That uh, memorandum of uh, understanding was gathering dust, so they, they talked about re reviewing it and revitalizing it. So, so those are some of the opportunities that uh, arise when delegations come here. We we give them market intelligence about opportunities here, and we also told these delegations, Johannesburg and uh, and uh, KwaZulu Natal, and any delegations that come that we need to do more collaboratively and on, on in terms of uh, doing things sustainably and on a long-term basis to exchange ideas on tourism, to exchange ideas on educational opportunities, uh, exchanges, you, you name it. We as a consulate are at the ready to, to, to be their eyes and ears on the ground and to facilitate interactions and uh, collaboration with, with the various role players. Um, let's talk about you being the chairperson of uh, the uh, Consul General here, African Consul General here um, in uh, New York. Yeah, well, um, in, in April 2021, I was appointed uh, unanimously the chair of the, of the group, uh, the Consul General group 
from Africa. Uh, it was supposed to be a, a, a three-year uh, appointment, and in the end, it, it got uh, extended to six months. And when and ultimately, it was agreed that it will be one year. So this March, when we reconvened, I I was excited that I'd completed my one-year term as, as mandated and ready to, to hand over. And the group uh, said, no, I, sh- I should not leave the, the position. They appointed me for, for, for a further one-year term. So the, the group has a lot of confidence. It shows in, in the manner in which they asked us to, to stay on beyond even one year. It shows a lot of confidence in us as a country. And the group is, is a very important uh, uh, mechanism to put African interests uh, uh, front and center here in the U.S. and, and in New York. And uh, it allows us to, to engage uh, at a higher level with various role players in business, in, in uh, whether it's the state uh, and uh, in the city, just just last week, uh, Friday, uh, week, week before, uh, on the 16th, for example, there was a flag raising ceremony, the AU flag flag raising event in Bowling Green uh, here in New York. Mayor Adams uh, was uh, was was at hand. His office had had arranged this first ever. AU flag raising day 20 years down down the line since the AU was was was, was formed or, or founded, so the the, the group uh, was duly invited and uh, we were even asked to 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 deliver remarks, but we we deferred to the AU uh, uh, ambassador, the permanent observer, uh, ambassador of the AU, uh, Ms. Fatima Mohammed, uh, to to be the one that that, that speaks. But it, it allows us and gives us access to, to at a higher level to, uh, to the politicians, the powers that be, the business community, and, and, and various role players. And it allows us to share best practices as, as consulates in the area of, of consular work, commerce, trade, investment. We, we get to share ideas and we get to be better coordinated to put Africa first. And we also ensured that, for example, one of our first major uh, events last year was was to celebrate Africa Day. And uh, uh, in celebrating Africa Day, it was around pe- pe- the people people of, of people of African descent in their diaspora. And the one we celebrated this 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 uh, uh, last time in May, it focused on uh, the the coming into being of the African continental free trade area and we had another event where uh, in terms of celebrating Af- Africa Day we we had it at, at Surrogate Court around the mayor's uh, buildings here, here in New York so we've had a number of activities between 2020 where we had the one on the people of African diaspora and the one last year uh, that focused on uh, celebrating the 
the coming to being of the African Continental Free Trade Agreement uh, that was in, in, in May uh, 2021 when we celebrated this under our leadership as South Africa. Uh, the year before, in 2020, we were under Nigeria's leadership who, who, who handed over the chairmanship unanimously with the group to us in 2021 and we celebrated the one uh, on uh, we, we, we celebrated by focusing on the continental African continental free trade agreement which is going to lead to a lot of opportunities for the continent uh, uh, worth trillions of dollars mm -hmm. uh, if there's to, there's to be free trade and opening of borders and uh, with a population of over a billion dollars uh, the continent stands to to, uh, to to benefit a lot and to be a, a major uh, force in the world and and we are hoping that the continental free trade agreement will ensure that Africa's total share of global trade will 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 multiply from the lows of around two percent uh, that's that's been an average for for the longest time we need to hit at least a double digit in terms of accounting for global total global trade as a, as a continent and, and as a people we are in new york it's a hub of uh, arts and culture mm. and um, performance performing arts yeah. south african work how is it being received are we featuring in, on broadway what sort of uh, um, reception are we getting if there's any interest of uh, appreciation South African art? Yeah, South African art is is well appreciated here here in the U.S. We could do we could we could do more. I often say to those that uh, I come across that our our contemporaries or or friends from Jamaica, for example, they proudly call themselves a superpower. You know why they call them a superpower? Because of arts and culture, because of music, because of uh, the athletes, because of sports, Usain Bolt, uh, Bob Marley, reggae, and so on. So they call themselves an island superpower because of culture. So I was quite stunned when they boldly said that uh, recently they were celebrating their 60th anniversary and wherever they go they call them, they say we are an island superpower and they are proud of it and this is because of their arts and culture because they, they, they appreciate who they are, they proudly stand tall as, as Jamaicans uh, who are good at, at what they do when it comes to arts, uh, music, sports. You, you name it. So S South Africa, I think, can learn a lot from that in that we can easily be a superpower ourselves. The likes of uh, Black Ladysmith, Black Mambazo, and uh, their, their collaboration with Paul Simon made, made South, South African music global. Uh, the current production of uh, on Broadway, Lion King, that's been there for 25 years, is the only production I'm told by a non-American that's been on Broadway this long and by by someone in addition of African descent is the only one. It has crossed over $8.4 billion by now and, and it's a production that was envisaged or, or that was envisioned by, by, by a South African and I'm sure even the, the song A Lion Sleep Tonight, a song that was imagined and composed by, by, by South African way back and which got uh, 
taken away and utilized by other people. The, the, this production and the music, for example, The Running Sleeps Tonight, uh, Ladysmith, Black Mamba, so many other role players show that there's a there's great appreciation for South African arts, culture, music, and literature, cuisine, and so on. We have, for example, uh, Yozanela Moholi, who are global stars. Uh, their works, her works, for example, are all over uh, the United States, in Washington, in Atlanta and elsewhere. In fact, uh, in November, she'll be receiving an award from the International uh, Center for Photography, or the International Photography Center here here in New York. She'll be receiving uh, an, an award. So there's, there's great appreciation for South African music. Lady Smith, Black Mambazo were in town recently. They had a number of uh, performances, including in uh, Connecticut, they performed at a place called Richfield, and they, their performance was, was sold out. Uh, Mr. Sikakani performed recently also uh, here in, in upstate New York, and, and his quartet, his jazz quartet. During Freedom Day, South African musicians uh, were at Lincoln Center for, for jazz, Nduduzo Makatini, uh, you, you name them, they they, they were there and, and they performed ex exceptionally well. And, and, and these other ladies, including Melanie Scholes, uh, uh, did, did a great deal to, to pay homage to Mira Makeba, this year being the 90th year of, of uh, since Mira Makeba uh, uh, would have had she still been with us, it would have been a 90th year anniversary. So they brought uh, the house down and uh, they, 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 they did an incredible job of, of, of showcasing South African music when they, when they performed uh, during Freedom Week to, uh, and, and actually brought the whole uh, room uh, to their feet when, when, they, when they were performing, especially when they performed uh, one of the famous um, uh, Mira Makeba songs, Abela uh, Pamampondo, that, that just, that was quite moving. So there's so much appreciation for South African music and we need to do more, uh, and not only music, South African arts, culture and heritage, there's so much interest, so much uh, that people can learn and know about South Africa. And there's no better place than here in New York, which is not only the financial hub of the world, but an arts and culture hub, the number one arts and culture hub in the United States, uh, we believe over 40%, there was an article recently that over 40% of exhibitions in the United States take place in New York. So New York is the, not only the financial, but also a, 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 an arts and culture hub, and we need to make the most of it, utilizing uh, the cultural center and uh, utilizing the means that we have at our disposal to put South Africa on the map and to tell uh, the, South, the South African story, the good story that we can tell can best be told within this context through arts and culture.